Howdy listeners, it's your girl Miss Eileen and today I have a very special treat coming up for you on The Anchor Show. I'm having a conversation with my friend Trudy Newell. She lives in Australia and I'm going to give you Trudy's handle. I'm going to spell it out. It's condensation, but here's the spelling. C-O-N-D-E-N-S-A-Y-S-H-U-N. Condensation. <laughs> and Trudy is a prolific artist. She sings, oh my gosh, she has such a great voice. And she also is a musician and you'll hear about that at the beginning of the interview. But what we wanted to talk about and what we wanted to flesh out is copyright. So in today's episode of The Anchor Show, you're going to hear a conversation with your girl, Miss Eileen, that will be moi, and Trudy, aka Condensation. Stay right there. It's coming right up. Eileen. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you? Okay, everyone. We have Trudy from Condensation here on the broadcast today. And this is your girl, Miss Eileen. And so, Trudy, what's on your mind? The first thing I want to say is straight up, every time I go to look for you, I type in MS first and it never finds you. <laughs> I always have to go back, delete it and type in Eileen. <laughs> you programmed me so well with that and it's Miss Eileen if you speak into, you know, Siri or whatever, um, into the Google Home. You're so awesome on tech and I so want to be you. I'm so jealous. Oh, well, you are incredible with your singing, your voice, and also you play instruments too, right? Yeah, only one really. I kind of play a little tiny bit of keyboard, but I've got lots of people in front of me who can play lots better than me. Uh, but uh, guitar, uh, guitar is my instrument that I play oh, at the moment. Wow, mostly acoustic guitar or electric? Yeah, I've had an electric before, but I never really came to grips with it. It was too heavy. So yeah, just a little acoustic and mini mate and made in Australia. And yeah, I've only got the one guitar at the moment. So not floating anymore or anything. So I'm going to just change the strings on it soon because I've got a gig next week. Oh, okay. All right. So you wanted to, you had a question or you have a topic that you want to discuss. Yeah, just regarding copyright on the Anchor platform because I've heard a lot of different people saying a lot of things and we've also discussed it over on Creators Council. Have you heard of the Creators Council? Oh, sure. Because <laughs> yeah. Kevin Touch started that Creators Council channel right around the time that Anchor um, went to version 3.0. And I think it was more of a way that folks could stay connected because a lot of our community features disappeared. With yeah, 3. that's when half of the platform got changed and really deleted and really it mashed me around bad because I used Anchor a lot as a coping mechanism for my bipolar and to to organize myself. And a lot of my podcasts are, well, were, you know, back then, 
especially notes to self, you know, and the voice messaging feature was one of the best things. And the call with friends feature where you could have multiple callers is gone also. So I've got a few gripes with Anchor still. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to talk about mostly was the copyright issue. And I have a few things that I have said that are over on my station two days back, the episode is, and it's called copyright and stuff where that's the same stuff that we put on to creators council. But where are you at with copyright on your material? Cause I know you put material everywhere. So do you export from anchor episodes onto YouTube or do you, do them simultaneously or because I haven't really, I don't do YouTube much. I have so many different workflows. So let me give you an example. And I kind of encourage a lot of people to do this when they were confused about how to download and how to make sure some of their content was missing and so forth. So I have sort of a mirror station over on Spreaker. And Spreaker's okay, right. And Spreaker's does a similar thing to Anchor, where all you have to do is import your RSS feed. Now, what when let me caution anyone who tries to do this you don't want to submit that same feed from Spreaker into iTunes if you've already submitted it through Anchor. So, in other words, you only want it in iTunes or Apple Podcasts once. Same way yeah. Google Podcasts and all of that. Okay? Yeah. So Otherwise I, your stats will be buggered up, right? Beg your pardon, dear? Otherwise your stats will be like a bit buggered up. You won't know. Well, not just that, but Apple doesn't like duplicates. So, right. and, and I have not heard many horror stories about what they do when there's duplicates, but I'm going to only assume you know what that word means. Yes. <laughs> I'm only going to assume that Apple will remove both. Right. Yes. Because they don't that know which sense. one's the right one. <laughs> that makes absolute sense. Okay. Yes. That so makes you only sense. want one in iTunes. So the, my Spreaker version, see, there's a community over on Spreaker. Of course, it's not as active and it's not as tight knit as the anchor community. But. Right. That's also another way to get nice players to embed on your website. Ah. It's the exact same content. So I never had, all I had to do was import it the one time. Now, Spreaker is not 100% free, but you can set up a free account. They They have limits. So those of you guys who have these really large back catalogs, with lots and lots of episodes and really long episodes, eventually the older ones will drop off. Oh, good. But I actually have a Spreaker paid account. So I pay for my Spreaker. And, you know, I was using Spreaker way before Anchor was ever even a thought in Mike McNano's mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, So Spreaker is one way that I make sure that I have my content because I can always go into my Spreaker dashboard and download whatever I want. And the other thing that I love, beg your pardon? You're the best. You're the best. Thank you. (laughs) The other thing that I love about Spreaker is, and I heard you saying this in your episode the other day that you were live, but actually on Anchor, you can't be live, but on Spreaker, you can. Spreaker is the only um, 
podcasting host. There is another one, Mixler, but I don't recommend Mixler. But Spreaker is the only of the top podcasting hosts where you can live stream your podcast. And it's one of their key features, I think, that makes them stand out amongst everyone else. So like right now, we could be on Spreaker. Now, I would have to bring you in through Skype. See, yeah, I don't do Skype yet. I've only got Zoom at the moment. But Skype on your phone. <clears throat> See, this is that's that's the beauty of this. You can be on your phone and use the Skype app, so you don't have to worry about learning how to use Skype. You would just get a phone call, and it just would be like getting a phone call on Anchor, but only would be on Skype, and then you would just answer, and we would just have the conversation. Oh, okay. So I don't have to install another app because my phone is so full. It's choppy as I can't move. Yeah. I, what, I'm just saying that was an alternative. But but yeah. anyway, let's get back to your actual question, which is about copyright. Yeah. And one thing that um, I warned, I, not warned, but I reminded everybody at the beginning of the year, because I have a lot of folks that follow me that are bloggers, a lot are YouTubers, a lot are podcasters and live streamers. So on our blogs, we typically have a copyright date in the footer. Okay. And you can, okay. uh, I also have a podcast with Lipson too. So in Lipson, there's a copyright date. And on iTunes, there, there is a field there for copyright date. So at the beginning of the year, I remind everybody, time to update your copyright. I do it every year. I've been doing it for like five or six years because a couple of times I looked at my website and my website was like copyright date was three years old. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I forgot to do this. So I'm really reminding myself, but I'm also reminding everyone else. Yeah, so, good. So uh, our friend Abe. Yeah. Abe Martinez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says, well, did you have to register your copyright? Now, your laws may be different no, in, in no, your country. Because you you what country need... are you in? I'm in Australia. Okay. So you don't have to register. And I actually went to the United States government website on copyright. And it tells you, no, when you publish your own content from yes. that point, it's copywritten as by soon you. As it... As soon as it comes out of your mouth and either goes onto a piece of paper or into a recording device or is broadcast, that idea and that IP belongs solely to the originator. Nobody's allowed to have that or use that or reproduce that or cut that up or republish or redistribute without permission. Now, we give permission to Anchor in the terms of service. Um, and to other providers, as you know, you're talking about Spreaker and probably platforms. I just, I'm lazy. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, copyright and, and IP, you know, you own it when you say it. But what I'm talking about regards people using background music and and the transportability of episodes between like say your anchor episode, if you make your anchor episode, do you use the background music in anchor? And does that give you a problem when you try and upload it to YouTube? If you do so. Anchors background tracks are free for us to use. They are copyright free. So anchor has acquired that copyright and has given it to us. 
All right. Right. Now, Podbean, which is another host. In fact, I just updated my app this morning and I was just looking at that. Excuse me. Hang on. Sorry about that. Podbean is another app that has always had background music in it. And this is an app you can use on your phone Mm -hmm. and you can use it for free. And they have a directory, but they're also a paid podcasting host, but they do have a free plan, but very limited, even more limited than Spreaker. But right. they have the background music in the app, and I've done a few tutorials on it and so forth, and they only had three tracks. Well, this morning, they updated, or yesterday, they updated the app, and now there's 50 tracks well, that you can use, and they are what we call pod safe, meaning that they're free for commercial use. So pod even safe. if you pod safe, meaning even if you were to monetize your podcast or so 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 on and so forth. See, yeah. what what people don't understand, and I do I I know a little bit about copyright, okay. Only because I've been listening to podcasts about podcasting for years. Yeah, of course, but, and that's why I'm asking. That's why I'm so excited about this call and asking you all these questions. <laughs> but guys, keep in mind, I am not a lawyer, so always consult with your legal and copyright team. law. Can I just add, copyright law, even for copyright lawyers, is a pain in the bum. That it's over international, you know, borders, and with this digital age, copyright law itself the very core of it is changing. We no longer subscribe to the burn convention of that stuff belongs to you for 75 years and then um, after you die for 75 years after the life of the creator. It's changed now in Australia at least. And so your work only belongs to you for 20 years you're allowed to exploit it. After that, you have to then redo it in order to keep making money off of it. Yeah, and I know that there were a lot of people that were upset uh, when Anchor first started with the listener support. And they weren't, people in the U.S. were not eligible for listener support if there was music in there. And when I say music, I mean copywritten music that the copyright is held by someone else. And they do not, they have not given anyone permission to use their music in some other work, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. for example, just to break it down, make it easy for everybody to understand, if you hear it on the radio. <laughs> yeah, popular yeah, music exactly. Yeah. That you've heard on the radio or that you know that, you know, there's all these artists out. Like now, I because I listen to podcasts so much, I don't even listen to music as much as I used to. And so there are so many artists, especially in the rap and the pop scene, which is the kind of music I like, and even R&B. I don't even know half these people. (laughs) So I wouldn't even know their music if I heard it. But what I need to do and what we as podcasters need to do is not even consider adding that music in our podcast if we want to be an Apple podcast because what we got to understand is that all of these companies have they want to make money from selling this music so you having it in your podcast for free is cutting into their pocketbook 
<laughs> exactly. They're not going to support you. And that's the other thing that I've been thinking about for my own podcast is like my, my podcast, as you probably well know, is fairly adult. And so I'm not expecting, even if we do get sponsorships, to get sponsorships. I'm seeking other things for my podcast to make money out of. Like I'm selling products through a website that's coming soon, you know. I'm building website, building business so that I can actually support myself to keep podcasting because it's expensive stuff to do for me. You know, it's an extra. Well, uh, but it's to... something I'm working really hard on. I have to say uh, I will be glad when Anchor does allow other countries and you know part of anchor's problem <clears throat> excuse me is they got to get the right people on their legal team uh, mm-hmm. you know in all these different countries before they can say that you guys can monetize but yeah being an explicit podcast does not stop you from getting sponsorships because i've spent a lot of time over in the anchor community facebook page I'm Facebook group, Maria. Oh, I'm going to blame that on Maria. She's got me calling <laughs> group pages. <laughs> As a matter of fact, shout out to Maria from Strong Body. Yay, Strong we love Soul. Strong Body. Strong I Strong. always get on her and I'm like, it's not a page, it's a group. But I met the group. And so I go over and I listen to these people's podcasts and they're cussing up a storm. And yeah. they have sponsors. So, you know, I like to keep things clean. Because yeah. I feel like you never know when there's children around. Some people yeah. don't care. They curse in front of their children anyway. So what's the Yeah, well my kids them- don't swear. My kids don't swear surprisingly. Um and when they do, they get um pretty much ignored, told no and then ignored for that. But um just as a miracle, none of my three children actually swear and I swear like a sailor, I can't help it. <laughs> It's just inbred. I don't know. It's an Aussie thing. It's an Ocker thing. What can I do? Really? Well, I'm going to give another shout out. My daughter, Nicole Purvey, she has an awesome podcast called Better Than Success. Now, awesome. Nicole, Nicole has a real estate league and, you know, her podcast is pretty much clean. Every now and then, one of her guests, because it's basically an interview show, she uses Lipson. But when, you know, when we're together, and if she starts cursing, because like I said, she's in the, she's like 35 years old. I still like, still look at her like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's the good thing about Anchor is I can cuss without getting looked at. Um, so I don't know. I'm probably saying a lot more um, things than I would if there were video on it. Which is great, really, because for me, the point of my podcast is to really strip back to what motivates me as an artist and what motivates the music and and to even get back to bones of what the music is as it develops. So, you know, and and copyright is one of the things I studied at TAFE and I really did excel at. So um, Great, great. I'm so glad you have that background because I may even have questions for you about copyright. I just, what I do, and you had asked me this, I didn't answer, about the background music inside of Anchor. I have used a couple of tracks, but I only did it for the demonstration of, I did an episode, because you guys know that my show was about Anchor and how to use Anchor. So the first, when they first introduced the smart background music, I did Mm -hmm. an episode and I included some smart background music. But I, for me, and I think it's nice, I, I really appreciate that they have those, 
those tracks in there, but there's like a hundred tracks. I don't have time to go in there and find the right one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's way too much overwhelm in Anchor. I think if it were made more simple and if the library worked, you know, the new library, how you can import stuff into the green library, that's a great idea, but it's not working. And I wish they'd fix it, They, but they'll probably take it out now that I've said something because that's no, what tends to happen. I, I don't think they'll take it out, but I, you know, I do know that the experience people are having with Anchor using any of the features like what we just discussed just varies so much from device to device. Right. It doesn't matter. It's not like everybody on iPhone. I never had a problem importing any music from the from my own. Uh, actually, get a, have everything organized in Dropbox because right. I have some background music that I have, so I can use that. And but other people say they have problems. Like you and I have been on this conversation. You're in Australia. I'm in Philadelphia. We've been on for 20 minutes almost, and not wow. one glitch. Yet no, it's been people, brilliant. Yet people are always talking. I wish they would fix it. I wish they would fix it. It's really, it just, there's so many factors. And it's not always just an anchor thing. <laughs> no, it's not. But they get blamed for a mention, lot of stuff. Can I mention that I've been using Zoom and it's more of a professional base. It's a US-based company, mm-hmm. but it's a cloud-based meeting service. And it's like being in the room. It's really good. There's file sharing on the spot with it. I haven't figured it out yet, but it's a free app. There is a paid version where you get storage and you get to record the actual sessions if you want, and then you can put them onto Anchor. So it's a great, great way to do interviews. Um, and the guru, do you know the guru, Lupus Warrior? Yes. Actually, she's just called the Guru Warrior now as of three days ago. Um, guru has been talking about Zoom as well. And she's been using Zoom for doing interviews just because you can add multiple callers still. And you can, and it's quite a good interface. It's really solid even over a shoddy connection because it's designed for professionals that are on the road. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I, I have some experience with Zoom and then I also have another shout out to give. One of my patrons over on Patreon, his name is Andrew Hatchett. I call him the Zoom master. He is, oh, a, really? he is a master of the platform Zoom. In fact, he is on uh, Facebook. So you may want to look up Andrew Hatchett. And he's on YouTube. He's done plenty of tutorials on Zoom. And I let Andrew handle all the Zoom stuff because you guys know I'm a live streamer, right? Yeah. But Zoom is one that I don't use. I mean, I've used it before, but I don't use, I'm not prolific in it as I am in some of the others. So I just did a video, easy interviews. And I do recommend using live streaming to do your interviews. So here's the two platforms that I recommend. One is called Ecamm Live and Ecamm Live is for Mac use only but you can bring people in through skype but the other one is the one that you may want to look into but you need the chrome browser this is all on your desktop it's called Streamyard. Streamyard, mm-hmm. one word and you can bring it up to six people 
Okay, cool. And it works flawlessly. I have not had one person say the call dropped or the person wasn't able to come in or never had any problems. Now they've been That's out awesome. They've been out for about eight months or so and the quality is stellar. You can go live, <clears throat> excuse me, on Facebook, in your groups, your profiles. Uh, you can even go into your private groups or, you know, your closed groups and also on your pages. And also you can go live on YouTube and you can do that YouTube as unlisted or private if you want. Okay. And you can even meet up with people without going live. So oh, good. So you could be recording it on your computer and never be live. So you just need to record it and then you can use that for your podcast. See, that's what I want to do. I want to have it edited and then put it in podcast and use Anchor as a layout tool. There you go. So there's so many workarounds. And, you know, I, I just wish that people would, instead of complaining, well, this doesn't work and that doesn't work. There's so many options. And I'm glad that someone... I think we're starting to see that. We're starting to see that. Yeah. You know, you can't depend on Anchor for everything because a lot of the glitches, as I said earlier, is not their fault. Mm -hmm. And they can't control every device and everyone's internet connection and yeah, all there's of a that. Lot of factors. There's a lot of factors, eh? And there's just so much technology. And I don't... I'm not a tech expert, so I don't know the difference, like... Why does it work on this one and not that one? Like I saw someone in another Facebook group say, why does the anchor just buy a different platform? There's another interview platform that a lot of podcasters use. And I'm thinking, well, Anchor's free. That platform costs money. Why would Anchor buy a paid platform? Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, if you already know about this other paid platform and you're already using it, then use that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If you like it better there, go there. <laughs> but, you know, people, well, no, they like the fact that Anchor is an all-in-one. And like I said, it works. You and I have been on, and it's working just fine. And the music's working again. I just wish, you know what I really wish? If I had a wish for next Christmas, it would be that they'd start putting out a circular before they do the updates to let us know what we'll be changing because – it really throws me personally for a loop, like mentally trying to keep up with the changes in Anchor. There's so many. Now that I, I agree because remember, I do tutorials. So if you think it puts you for a loop, look at all the tutorials that I've done that are now obsolete. <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm so grateful that you continue on and keep on doing it because Honestly, without you, I think I would have given up ages ago because every once a year, twice a year, I really check in with you and, and listen to it. You know, I've queued you up in Spotify a couple Aww. of the episodes I really want to listen to. And so it's be expecting some volleys of thanks from me because um, – and the, the voice messages are still not working um, accu accurately. That's why I pranked you the other night because – I wanted you to know that I wanted you to talk, I wanted to talk to you at some stage. So, well, you know what? That just makes me feel so good. And and this is my goal. My goal is to help people. I don't want people to get frustrated by all the tech. There is a lot to learn, but you know, I think sometimes when Anchor says 
that it's the easiest way. And when you look at all the different podcasting apps and platforms out there, Anchor is the easiest. But when there's tech glitches, people just get all bent out of shape because they're like, this is supposed to be easy. But yeah. in, in general, podcasting is hard. I'm going to tell you. Podcasting I, is hard. I, it's I hard create work. Life. I create live streams. I've been on YouTube. I've been doing this since 2009. Just reminded me. This is my 10th year anniversary. Oh, my God. And out of all the content that I've created, blogging, podcasting, live streaming on all different platforms, including Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, all of that, the hardest is podcasting. Mm-hmm. You have to have a certain level of expertise. And even this conversation really started about copyright. And it's super important because people tend to think that, well, why can't I just use this song? This is the song that really, you know, that I like. And, and it's like, no, it does not work that way. Now, see, YouTube and to some extent, Facebook have things in place that will detect that music right away and let you know that you can't use this. Mm -hmm. So, but what people don't remember is the reason why YouTube built this robust platform for copyright detection is because they got sued out the wazoo. Exactly. Back in the day. So this is why copyright is such a big issue. And Mm -hmm. YouTube definitely leads the way with the detection there of someone else's material. And then sometimes it does give you false positives. I know That's it. That's the bit that I wanted to talk about, the false positives. And they're often caused by loops and samples. Now, it's my supposition that the music that Anchor has licensed is just made of loops and samples. So my supposition is... If you want an episode or a segment to be particularly precious about, turn off any background noise, you know, turn off lights, fans, all that. Turn, don't use any music in the background unless you have created it personally or you have negotiated with the person who created it. Because to have those clearances, and even this comes down to recording people when recording people, they ha- you have to have their permission to publish their voice. You can't just, you're not allowed That's to right. just publish people. That's right. And even when it comes to music, you, you people may think, well, oh, this independent artist or this up and coming artist gave me permission. Yes, but you have to get permission from their label. Okay. If they have one, yes. But you also need, you really ought to, for future proofing is what I call it, you really ought to have a written, like an email or a messenger is fine, any kind of correspondence clearance from them to say, yes, you may use it. You may use it for this many episodes. Um, Guru's got one that she sent me for when she put my music on her podcast, and I thought it was a pretty good one. Very good. Very good. And, you know, as you, as an artist, it's definitely something that I can understand you being concerned with from both sides of the coin. So I really do appreciate you for having this conversation. <laughs> yes. Thanks for letting me grab it on for 30 minutes. Um, I don't know how long it's been because my phone is only sh- – oh, yeah, it's been 30 minutes exactly. Jeez, I've got good timing. All right. Thank you, Eileen, and thank you so much for having me on your show. 
Okay. Thank you, dear. I'll get this published soon. Awesome. I'll listen back to it so I can get all those names and links and all that goodness back out of it. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. For example, you can hear the background track that's playing now. This is from Andre Lewis, and that's over at his site, A-N-D-R-E-L-O-U-I-S, AndreLewis.com. And it's the Freaky Foof shorts. I actually found out about Andre from Avi, Avi Uniglect here on Anchor. And he says on his website, Freaky Foof Shorts is your one-stop shop for producers, podcasters, media students, radio stations, and hardcore enthusiasts looking for high-quality intros, outros, sweeps, and stings for your projects. So you can make a donation over on PayPal or Monzo, but he's got tons and tons of tracks. So check out Andre Lewis. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. And I just want to say to you, if you're a podcaster out there and you're thinking about having some kind of background music or playing music within your show, just be careful. Like I said, I'm not a lawyer, but I do know And I've seen it happen and heard about it happening that people are getting sued for using music they don't have the rights to. You may know an artist, you may have an agreement with a musician, but if that musician is also partnered with a recording label, then you would need their permission as well. And more than likely, they're not going to give you the permission uh, without charging you a fee. It's just not worth it. There are so much pod safe music. And what I mean by pod safe music is basically it's royalty free. Musicians have put the music out there and said it's okay, it can be used. As a matter of fact, Andre Lewis is an artist whose music that you hear me use on this show from time to time. There's also the music that's within the Anchor app and now Podbean has this extended library. It's just not worth it to risk your content being taken down or even to get a letter from a lawyer that says cease and desist. Copyright is a serious thing because people have put their blood, sweat, and tears into developing their art and their craft, and they deserve to be paid. It's not just there for the taking, just like you don't want anyone taking your creative work and using it without your permission. Now, of course, if you want to give your permission, that's a different story. But I just want you guys to think about that and take it to heart. I know there's a lot of music-based stations here. And, you know, it sounds good. We like to jam on the music. And Anchor has some type of deal where Spotify lets 
us add little clips, but they only can be heard within the app. And Spotify's role in that is that they want you to click through to Spotify and purchase the music. Okay? Or buy your subscription with Spotify to continue streaming music. So I just want you to take that to heart. And there's so many other ways that you can get people interested in listening to your podcast. And we're going to be talking about some of that in upcoming episodes. But I'm really pleased that I was able to bring this interview with Trudy from Condensation here. And uh, it's great to get the artist's point of view. If you have questions, call them in on Anchor or you can always leave me a voicemail at eileen.link slash voicemail or send me an email at eileen.link slash contact. And with that, I'll see you in the next episode. Happy podcasting. Peace.